This is Hacking the Afterlife podcast with Jennifer Schaefer. Jennifer, how are you? I'm fabulous. That's so cool. Happy Super Bowl slash Valentine's Day. Woohoo! Rams. <laughs> oh, go, go, I uh, get Rams. Rams, Bengals, Bengals, Rams. Go watch Heaven Can Wait. Go watch Heaven Can Wait. Oh, go watch Heaven Can Wait. Yeah, what a great film. Great film. That is how I became a fan of the Rams. That's so funny because a friend of mine worked on that movie and that whole sequence that they shot at the Rams stadium or during the Rams game, he's in it. So whenever I see the film, I, I always think of, of course, my our good friend Charles Grodin's in it as well. I am just Very love funny. The, I love the clarinet that Warren Beatty played, the, mu- the music from the clarinet. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yes. Would you sing that song first, Jennifer? Um, and for those people tuning in for the first and the last time, we've only got Jennifer for a short amount of time today. So I'm just going to jump right into it because we're going to have a marathon. We're going to do a Netflix series. You and oh, I. Yeah. Okay. Where, where we're going to like talk for maybe six hours. I'll do outfit changes later. You know, we'll pretend <laughs> that we've done it separately. And then we're gonna and we're gonna we're gonna drop like six episodes all at once. Oh my god, that'll be so great. And we'll binge watch ourselves. That'll be bingy. Uh actually, my family's been watching Curb Your Enthusiasm because you can watch them all at once now. You can watch like five in a row. And I forgot how funny it was. Anyways, but everybody in our house goes around doing imitations of characters on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Um, we actually do that on characters of um, what's the show? Uh, Euphoria. Oh, just Greek. <laughs> okay, funny. Ah, it is funny. No, no, very, very, very funny. Um, all right. Speaking of very funny people, Luana, our friend Luana Andrews, and the flip side, who passed away in 1996, who wow. started started <laughs> showing up. L U A N A. Just to get. I know. That I already. I was trying to use my eraser. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. No, she didn't care. Or she used to call herself Zuluaga because people would always get a squirrely. Lufthansa was what somebody called her. Um, <laughs> so but but yeah. Lou's been on the flip side and started showing up, uh, conversing with me um, in dreams. And then she started showing up to members of my family. And then it became like, very good. Became like this issue of, well, how, if we can, she's coming here. How do we talk to her? Anyway, cut to some years later, Jennifer and I meet and she mentions Luana being around. And the next thing I know, every time we Jennifer and I meet, Luana's there guiding us, helping us to access people on the other side, doing she's already saying, so she's already saying, she's like, it's she's going like this, like it's hot. Because LA is so hot right now. It's so warm. Well, how do you feel that, Lou? How does that happen that you can feel our heat? Watching us sweat. She just showed me. (laughs) Yeah, we're up into the big 80s right now. 88, something like that. Great fun. Global warming isn't a thing. That's not that's why the East Coast is, you know, really cold and we're it's not political. Please don't send hate mail. Come on. So Lou, Louie, um, are you have you bet on the game yet, Luana? Yeah. But she already knows who's going to win. Hold on. <laughs> Don't she's tell not us. Mentioning that. She's not. But she is because of her loyalty to her friends. You know, they're all with the Rams right now. Even yeah. Though, hold on. Hold on. Go ahead. Go ahead. So your buddy, 
Um, hold on. The one that was in the movie. Charles Grodin. Yes, that I talked to last just last week. Yeah. Hold on. He's for the other team. Well, you know, I was thinking about this because, of Why? course, what? Why would he be for the other team? Is he, uh, is that's a joke. Play? I think that's a okay. joke. What? And well, he he's from he's from uh, Pittsburgh, so it's closer to Cincinnati. But you know, this thing of loyalty and you know he's a contrarian he'd love to be on both sides of every coin but the idea of us trying to manipulate events so that we could win something right win money Bingo. Yeah, that's exactly what they want to talk about okay very good this idea that we can this idea that we can work with the, our podcast hacking the afterlife so the idea is that we can talk to people on the other side that help us with our journey on this side, which might include, and for a lot of people in their mind's eye, because they're so skeptical, well, what about lottery numbers? What about winning things? That's what and, they just said. And they just showed me when I was a little kid, I'd pray to get A's on my tests. Like, come on, please give me an A on my test or like find me a parking spot, the parking ferries. Right. Like, come on. Um, they want to talk about how this works that's interesting okay the process and my the point i was going to make was or trying trying to allow am I, am I interrupting you now no 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 i i didn't want to put it that way i'm just saying i'm trying to see if this is what they like to talk about the process being you can't disrupt a person's chosen journey they signed up for their lifetime they signed up for the journey and people on the flip side can't just go oh by the way screw everything up just win the lottery and then we don't have to worry about it anymore so right. that idea. Oh, the however, lottery, the lottery has had more failures than it has successes. Ninety over ninety percent of the people who win right. claim that they wish they had not. But in terms of in terms of events like the sporting events, of course, every player on the team has a feeling and an emotion towards an outcome, you right. know, which they'd like to have. And they have guides, and they have teachers, and they have class. They have all the people. And if you're Tom, if you're Tom Brady, Hutchinson, you have his wife who does these little altars. Who's a little witchy. <laughs> well, but also if you have the guns on Tom's, you know, arms. I know, but he has he has a lot more help. Like I'm pretty sure she she's pretty happy about him. Yeah, about him. Uh, my my only point is my only point is it, it, there's so many factors involved. There's a myriad of millions of different factors. So for us to just go, who's going to win? It's a game, certainly. And we can go, so-and-so is going to win. So-and-so is not going to win. But because of free will, correct me if I'm wrong, Lou, Lou, because of free will, anything could happen between now and the finish of the game. So they brought up two things they put in my mind's eye, which I totally forgot. There was a baby that was at one of the Super Bowls that I went to. Okay. It was at a girlfriend's house. And I said, I put the colors in my hands in my mind's eye of who was going to win, the color of one team and the color of the other team. And in my head, I like switched it around and the baby picked this one, right? I'm like, okay, let's do it again. I did it again, switched it around, the baby picked that one again. <laughs> switched it around, the baby picked the other one, which I already put it in the other one. I'm like, maybe there's something to this because babies are like savants, right? Right. Totally they have no filters. Different. Totally open to this. And then I saw sweatshops with little babies. I think we've even talked about this. Like it horrified me, like these little kids, like being, you know, taken in to like do these gambling dens. Oh, but right? it is a but funny it, premise it, for a movie. And, you, and that team won. 
okay so then fast forward you know they were making fun of me because i'm like if i could do this if i really had complete control over the, what i do for work i would be a booking a madam in vegas <laughs> like i would go for the real money that being said obviously that's not going to happen but they're just showing me like what else did they show me that was so interesting of the different ways oh i usually win when it's squares because it's random so that's something like going like and i'm not saying the other thing isn't random but like when i look at squares i have won several oh years you mean those games where everybody buys a square right and i just pick the squares yeah. And I won. And then they outed, you know, then I was ixnay. They wouldn't let me do it anymore because they thought it, I had it. Cheating. Yeah. So then my daughter did it and she won. <laughs> <laughs> he won. But well, uh, listen, and, and and let's talk about this a little bit, Luana. So some people. But what they said was because scores are random. Like if you could pick sports like that versus who's better than the other, then you'd probably have a better chance. What do you mean? Meaning that so squares, you just pick the square and then whatever falls into it and the numbers that happen win. But if you pick oh, I see, I see. based upon the team, it's a totally different outcome. Okay. And well, so then that goes to process a little bit. Now, just in terms of gambling, Luana and I had a very unusual uh experience together with this, which was she says she, she lost and she won, but you guys, but but Fast forward though, when she passed away, you asked her for numbers or you did something. And it was during the lobster, the guy with the lobster. Uh, yeah. That's okay. our friend, our mutual friend, Dave Patlack. Is she showing you a lobster? Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. Well, that would be Dave Patlack. Dave, very close friend of me and Luana, uh, the lobster guy. And so Dave and I used to go to Vegas. We've gone to Vegas many times, but what we learned, a couple of things we learned. One is that if you're, in this process, Luana used to do this thing where I would call her on the phone if she was at some event in Vegas. And I'd say, look, just go to the table and play these three numbers that came to my mind. And then she'd call me back and say, how did you do that? Because she got to the table and they all came up in a row. And it, it worked so many times that when I directed the film Limit Up, I had these uh, soybean traders from Chicago come out and work on a movie. And these guys are all heavy gamblers. And one of them at the end of the film told me he was going to Vegas. And I did the same. I said, look, here's the three numbers. Go to the table, ABC, just play them. And he called me up and said, I won $50,000. And I thought to myself, well, he probably lost a hundred, you know, somewhere else. But anyway, the point is I've, I've done it, but I can't do it. I mean, if I'm sitting at the table, I nothing, but if I'm not betting. So I did this with my wife once, Sherry. And I said, go play this number. And then she came back to the table and said, I got to the table and it came up the number that you picked, but I didn't know how to bet. So I said, all right, try this other number. And she went and came back with the money that you won. And some woman sitting next to us screamed. She was like, my husband does that all the time. The point being, Luana, I'm asking you, why is it it does it have to do with the fact that I wasn't going to be a beneficiary of that number? Well, we think about that all the time. For instance, they show me a bunch of things. So yes and no. Like for instance, you and I logistically, like if I wanna buy a purse, I give away the same amount of readings as I do to buy a purse because I feel bad about it. I don't feel bad about it anymore. But like for the office, in order to stay in my office, I have to have clients that pay. The clients that pay 
actually pay for not only the office, but they also pay for all my volunteer work that I do, which is a lot. Yeah. And for people that can't afford, I've never turned anybody away. Um, they might have had to wait to have a reading, but that being said, um, okay, was it showing me? Hold on. Yes and no. She says, yes, it was because you, when you, oh, thank you. When you don't have an attachment to the outcome, when it's for somebody else, you don't have an attachment. Do you want, yeah, of course you want them to win, but you don't have an attachment. That, then they can get the pure sense of what it is you're supposed to, like, the, the information correctly, she says. Clear, having it come and clear. Now, if I was going to Vegas and I wanted to bet to see how this worked, I'd still have an attachment, no matter whether I yeah, did. Or sure. How much I told myself no or my subconscious or whatever it is. It's just something that, um, you know, I have an attachment to the rounds. Do I think they're going to win? I hope they do, but I can't look into it. Everybody knows I can't look into it. I actually thought that Tom Brady was going to win, <laughs> you know, because he kept on coming. Right. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, so Luana. But I like Tom Brady. I know there's a lot of people that just, I'm like, he's a great, he's obviously proven himself no matter how many haters are out there. Um, there's yeah. some of his leadership. No, uh, it's sure. a game. Uh, as, a, as a football player, par excellence. But Luana, about this process. So I just want to be clear or clarify in some way, which is so, and it, it doesn't apply just to betting, let's say. It applies to you accessing information on behalf of somebody else. And is what you're saying, Lou, that that information comes in in a purer way if it's not for your yes. outcome? Yes. So it, she's tagging it. She's tagging it to fair. And she, thank you when you feel like you need something so if you need money that fear comes in that you need money and the universe lets you have sit with it so the people that a lot of thank you a lot of times when you let it go the universe is always going to supply everything that you need but when you're constantly thinking about things that you want which causes fear or when you're constantly doing it like when you said if you're doing it on your behalf you're like oh i really want to win yeah you know? um the wanting part of it is what the universe lets you still have. All right, but let's, I just want to, Lou, I want to hammer this a little bit, which is it's about the law of attraction as well. Certainly people have been told and we've heard it and they've made a lot of money selling the idea that if you want money, you just picture it, you imagine it. Now let's go a little step further. Hey, Luana, I talked to the parking ferries all day today before I went. <laughs> Well, thank like, God, because fabulous. now you're here. When I had fabulous friends, I'm like, and I sat there and I'm like, do I stay here? I'm, I'm talking to who, you know, and I got nothing. Well, they just let me stay there. <laughs> like, I want, I'm like, well, where should I go? They're like, okay, thank you for asking kind of thing. And they told me where to go and I got a spot. But for 20 minutes, I just. Oh, that's funny. But that, it goes again to wanting the spot versus asking for where to go. Okay. All right. But this is this is why I want to just churn on this a little bit. And, you know, I don't if Luana, you don't want to talk about this, you got something else. Great. But when she was on the planet, she was a Nichiren Buddhist, meaning she would chant uh, a Namiho Renge Kyo towards an effect, usually up to help other people. But they were also told and taught if you needed something, you could chant for that. So talk about that process, Lou. Well, she just showed me she goes in. It's not like she needed money. She didn't care for money. It wasn't that she wanted healing. 
healing was the highest thing. Healing is what she wanted. And she was, she believed that she was healing herself, even knowing that she was healing herself into the afterlife. Okay. And, and look at it this way. She's still continuing to heal people. She's continuing this, this education that she started in her lifetime. And here we are. She found us as useful vehicles to help continue her, yeah. her, but to continue that teaching and that healing process, which is, I mean, look, for people who don't understand uh, Zen Buddhism or Buddhism, okay. go Sorry. ahead. Sorry to interrupt again. So she showed me like the things that you want, like healing is a higher vibration. So she just showed me like wanting the planet healed, wanting global warming to be helped wanting our children to have a planet that still works like all the all these different things that i'm getting is a higher vibration she goes and then she showed me money what's the first thing that you think about with money like i've tried to make sure that i love money but she just showed me it being dirty it's just a different vibration because of all of the trauma money has had people have been yeah. killed for money money has been nobody's been killed for healing <laughs> nobody's been <laughs> killed for like do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's that's a, a beautiful way to put it. It's really never, beautiful. You know, that's not coming from me, clearly, because yeah. I've never thought about it like that. Because I have told people, like, you have to love money in order to have it. You have to give it away in order to have it. Like, I love the work that I give away because every time I give away my work, which I don't think giving it away, every time I'm able to help someone, I always get somebody else booking a, a you know, a paying client. It just that's how it works. But she was sharing with me, if all you want is money. It's a lower, lower, lower vibration. It's a lower vibration. So empathy, yeah. compassion, and giving She's unconditional like, love. So much higher. That will attract good. That will attract good money because you'll bring it up. But if you just go down here, like, and she, hold on. I know. <laughs> She's like, settle down. <laughs> If you only want money, the universe is going to let you have that and everything that goes along with it, which is trials and tribulations of wanting money, blah, 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 blah. If you put your focus. On outcome or healing. On healing and a better life for yourself and others, money has to follow suit. So it's like, it's like going, you know, going after it a different way. All right, well, Lou, let's just talk about this briefly because people ask the question all the time. So people who do have a lot of money, let's just, we know who they are and, and there are people on the planet who have a lot of money. Maybe they, maybe they work really hard for it, doesn't matter. The point is people then resent them for having all that money, let's say, and aren't helping other people. But what's that about? Were these people who, who chose a lifetime to have more money to what? So that's very interesting because you showed me myself yesterday. I was with my daughter at UCLA going to an ears, nose and thought, uh, throat doctor. And I had my purse and my shoes or whatever. And last night I decided to write and, and I felt bad. I didn't want anybody to feel bad about what I had. And the universe basically said, first of all, no one, no one effing cares. I didn't say the F word, but no one cares about your purse or back. The women that looked at you were looking at how beautiful your daughter was how beautiful your smile is, even behind the mask. They, the last thing they were thinking about was a Chanel purse or, you know, whatever it was, because I really had, you know, I understand. I, and they're like, 
you have to remember no one cares about those things. You care about those things, which is just, which I don't, but it's one, I had to ask the question. So Luana showed that to me in my head. Health is the most, most attractive, uh, like feeling somebody can get when you're healthy or happy, or when you have love for yourself, that's what people want. They could care less about all the other stuff, right? Well, they, they talk fine. about the other stuff. I mean, that becomes the, their right, right. Focus. But the women that were there at the office, you know, had kids that couldn't hear because it was an ears, nose, throat doctor. Yeah. Had, it was, but I just, I was put in my spot and I don't mean to be this in it. Please, if you know, I love nice clothes and stuff like that, but I also, um, it's a metaphor. I'm so grateful for everything that I have. And I talk about that every single day. And I do as much as I can to help, you know, as many people as possible. But what they were, it was just very fascinating for me to get that chance that like, no one even cares about that. They were, they cared about how beautiful your daughter was because of her sweet spirit. She was so kind and nice, letting somebody else have a seat or whatever it was. Well, I think that's a great example of perspective. We have we tend to go through life judging others, judging others. How do they look? Right. How do they wear? Right. And and the truth is, we're judging them from an amorphous place. We don't know them. We couldn't possibly know them. But the truth is, we don't really care because at the end of the day, we look at that person and we go off. We do our own thing. And, right. and it's that thing. And don't really care is is kind of nailing it. But it is accurate that you know <laughs> you're if, not that big of a deal. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And so that idea though of of having some compassion. So I, I guess what I'm trying to say is, Lou, giving people a direction. If you want to win the Super Bowl so that your family, you know, you want to win all the money so your family can benefit from it. It said win love within yourself. And that there's no downside that because the love is the love. You're still creating love and generating. If you just love. want money. All of a sudden you start calculating. You have to well, calculate. I want to, to I want to mention that as well because Dave, the guy with the lobster, Dave Patlack, and I noticed we were in our twenties, and I noticed that uh, just because I'm an observer, that whenever he glanced at the pile of money we were winning, and added it up, it disappeared. And it, it disappeared. And he caught me doing the same thing, and so we made this rule: like, don't yeah. ever, don't as soon as ever you see me look, we got to leave the table. You don't ever do that. But that allowed us to spend a week together partying and still come out ahead. I don't know if people remember this from last time. I said this to my daughter. I'm like, I'm never getting COVID. I I fucking got it the next day. I've never said that. I knew. Sorry for laughing. And I knew the second, the second that I went and said that to her, I could see it leaving my mouth. And I'm like, I'm going to get it now. Wow. It just, the second, they were, okay, so that goes back, thank you, it goes back to how fast the universe vacillates and gives you whatever it is that you are vacillating on. I said I wasn't going to get it, but because I said that, I was still questioning, was I going to get it? And the universe just smacked me down with it. So, Lou, I want to ask you about, uh, I think, do you want to talk about this dream that I had two nights ago? Or are you aware of that? Or the work I've been doing the past week? Anything you want to talk about that? It's, it's another book, but she showed me another record or something. Uh, both. Yeah. yeah. No, a record meaning I'm recording these things. Uh, in the past week, I've been talking to people around the world, people who are sort of experts in their field. Uh, and they have never heard of me, but I asked them questions about talking to their counsels, as you know, 
and within 10, 15 minutes, we're meeting council members and doing all this stuff without any hypnosis. It's fascinating because they've never heard of me. They don't know what I'm talking about. I ask the council members, have you heard of me? Sometimes the council members go, oh yeah, Rich, how you doing? You know, thanks for stopping by. And other council members say, no, never heard of you. Luana, I just want your opinion. I want you to weigh in on what that's about. It's building, she says. And she says that, and she showed me Morton and us in Fish Bar, us at Fish Bar. Next yeah, we're talking to Michael Newton. And yes. how and how I, I didn't even believe it. I'm like, what? Richard's going to come up with this whole, and then Steve Job just came in, and he's shown up a couple of times this week, and I promised myself after his daughter made an appointment with me, and I went, through, you know, you can go back. I think we might have talked about it. Yeah, we mentioned, bit. yeah. I, I promised Steve Jobs that I would not ever discount him showing up. Ignore him. So let's turn it, Lou. What does Steve want to say? Steve wants to say that he is trying to get the phone service over there easier for us. <laughs> He's trying to develop the Apple phone over there for wow. people. And so the whole, there's a whole litany of people watching our classroom to talk to us, to see how, in the, how they can get a hold of their, how they can make their loved ones here. Hold on. How they can make their loved ones here feel them and know that they're around because people are so shut off here. All right, let's ask you, Steve, it does it require a belief in the possibility? A thousand percent. Does it require uh, on your side, a belief in the possibility to access them? So yes. both sides. Hold on. He says, it's cute the way he showed me. He goes, over there, he just showed me the rules. Like, you can talk to them. Like, you can't interfere. They have rules about how they talk to the, this side. Yes. They know they can talk to the people over here. The people over here, he just showed me clouds, like, coming out of people's heads. They don't know for sure that they can do it. That's And then he showed me you. We're teaching people that they have access to it. Versus do, you, do you think an app? A medium that they have to meet do you with. Think, do you think an application would be a way to go? An app? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what, uh, should it something I should work on or is it something other people are He on? says you've already been working on it. <laughs> okay. And then he, showed, he actually showed me the person that wrote one of the forewords for your books. Bruce Lipton, I want to say. Gary Schwartz, PhD. <laughs> Gary Schwartz is a guy who's been working on the cell, the soul he, phone. They do, this, they do this to me all the time. I had Gary in my head, but I'm like, I don't even know what I said before. Well, I know who Bruce, I think I know who Bruce Lipton is, but Gary, yeah, Gary Schwartz, who wrote the intro, he went to yeah. Harvard. He's a Harvard PhD. I feel and, like they're saying that you need to talk to him about it. Okay, because he's been he's been at it for a while, and and he gave a talk once about it called the Soul Phone. It's on one of the pages. Yeah. Anyway, the idea of but he's been focusing on on this side using science to actually try to create a cell phone. But I, what I'm trying to say, Steve, is is the, yes, you're shaking your head, no. But the they idea- They that's so far out in the future to actually have that. So, but my, my, my point is this, the application should be reflexive, meaning if you can ideate or imagine yourself doing something, sitting at a boat on a river, and then imagine somebody nodding, shaking their head or shrugging, that's a methodology of them answering questions. Okay. Another thing that I found fascinating, that's true, but another thing I found fascinating 
we've been told how we manifest things here, right? Yeah. And we don't even know if this is our sleep state or our dreaming state. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they showed me like what we're doing is manifesting what we want over there. If you think about it, whatever we believe in, we take with us, right? The only thing we have is knowledge. Yeah. So we're manifesting our life over there. If you if you think that there's a devil and there'll be a devil around you over there, not a real one, but if you like I'm it's sure. Great construct of what you're gonna have in the afterlife. What is it that you want to do in the afterlife? Do you still want to help people? Like, what is it that you want to do? Well, may I add this? Could he also be talking about and showing you that because we only bring a portion of our conscious energy, us talking about this allows our conscious energy. Oh, you're hitting your nose. That means yes. The conscious energy of Rich and Jennifer right now is learning new information. He's showing me filters. So all this stuff that's just like, you know, whatever, the real authenticity of who we are gets to get taken with us. And we get to grab whatever it is that we feel is important to the other side, to help the other side, to help us here, or to go back and forth. Hold on. Steve said, he goes, I'm just trying to make it available for our side to help your side. <laughs> you mean cut through all the nonsense and just skip down to that. So yeah. what would be, a, give us a one, two, three. How can people on our side facilitate or help you with people on your side? Love. Because if you don't like the person or have fear about the person or have judgment about the person that's on the other side, all of that's going to take you a very long time to get over. Okay. Love, love. meaning open to the possibility. And because you right. love this person, you're willing to do it too. Find some time in their life that you love them and stick with that. Okay. Saying. Focus on the time or the moment of great love between the two of you connection, right. uh, and which is a, which is a frequency issue, correct? You're, you're right. connecting to their frequency. Right. In a you're going way. up. You're going yeah. up. And, and, then, now, and then go ahead. And number, number two, two, stay open no matter what. So don't judge what you're seeing. So they, exactly. Cause he just showed me with him, how I judged him. I'm like, it's not, <laughs> it's not safe job. It's, it's Larry jobs. It, it, but it took his daughter and things happening for me to believe it. So now okay. stay open to the possibilities. That's them. Brilliant. So love, Stay open. And what's number three? There can be more than three, but go ahead. Number three. Listen, which could be through feeling, which could be through, through your dream state, which could be through thoughts that are come in that you don't understand. Don't have fear about it. So that, so it would be, and also coincidence, like some weird coincidence happens and you go, oh my God, that's, that was a message for me. So number one is love. Number two is stay open. Number three is don't what? Don't judge it or just listen. Just How listen. I'm sorry. Get, it might be just not listen. be a physical picture of signs. It might be a feeling or a smell of a perfume or oh, a th this happened the other day. There was a guy I was having a conversation and he was accessing a guy in the council and he recognized the guy. And then he suddenly choked up and burst into tears. And he said, he just blew pipe smoke in my face. That's what I just saw. It was just like, it felt like cigarette smoke or something. Just pipe smoke. Yeah. Yeah. And so that to him was new information. He had no idea how, how the guy did that, but the guy showed him. Now, so that's a way of communicating. 
a way of nodding, shrugging, shaking your head, of communicating. Just, if you watch the movie Coda, which by the way, I highly recommend, it's, it's a child of deaf adults and she has to learn, she has to teach people how to communicate visually without sound. That's a great So, thing. okay, anything else on that, Steve? I have to go, I love you guys. And, and number four is I have to go, I love you guys. <laughs> He says, All right. He just went like this. He goes, I'm working on it. I'm working really hard. He goes, stop judging. Okay, very good. And, you know, uh, Steve, I would really appreciate if you helped me figure out how to find <laughs> the right him, person. Like, Who, who's going to win? He goes, I'm not telling. Not telling. Okay, very good. We win. We're the winners. We just got the app of how to talk to our loved ones in the flip side from Steve Jobs. We won. Touchdown. Well, it was interesting. He goes, we could know, but he goes, nobody wants to know because that way we couldn't bet. Like they're doing the same thing over the other side. They want to be just as surprised as we did. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Hilarious. So that it's like hilarious. putting your it's like putting in a time frame, like I'm gonna go here on this time. It's like a recording. So they're they're basically watching a recording where they haven't seen it before. Wow. That's but brilliant. That's yeah. so cool. Thank you, Steve. I appreciate it. Thank you, Luana. And thank you, Jennifer, all your gifts. And have a happy Valentine's Day. Sign up for Richard Singh. Please sign up for his Oh, yeah. Singh. That'll be in a, about two, three weeks yeah. or whatever. Plenty of time. All right. Go to my website, richmartini.com, if you want to sign up. There's a link. We love right. you, Jennifer. Bye. Bye. This has been Hacking the Afterlife podcast with Jennifer Schaefer. For more information, jenniferschaefer.com martinizone.com or richmartini.com Hacking the Afterlife documentary is available on Gaia.com via Amazon Prime